1: And, of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first, America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show.
2: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Basically, there's, you know, so many things uh, that we're finding out about our government that we never thought was possible. (laughs) Like, you know, the FBI doing the things that they're doing over at Twitter... um, the uh, attacking of your political opponents uh donald trump you know this this whole uh committee on j6 they're they're starting to release these new videos that are showing the capitol hill police you know like basically holding the doors open um and what have you and these indictments uh now are these referrals for criminal referrals uh that the house uh, at the last second you know pushed over to the DOJ i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and is yeah you know, Merrick Garland would be a fool to try to think that he could even think about litigating that case uh it would expose pandora's box uh they would have to dis- they would have to hand over all discovery and it would they would certainly lose they would lose for sure. So why in the world would you contest it if you know you're going to lose for sure? Well, they want to... Uh, so, so on one sense, that whole case is unlikely on that perspective. But on the flip side, there's the... Uh, Chicken or the egg, carpet for the horse. Uh, there's some ram- wrangle, you know, wrangling going on there. Because the on the flip side, what people haven't been talking about is that if they indict Donald Trump, or they, yeah, criminal indictments, if they indict and then they put it into a trial setting. They will, in essence, do exactly what they were trying to do with this, the uh, Mueller special counsel and the Smith uh, special counsel that they have going on with mar a right now, and that is the Crossfire Hurricane, because they're preparing for what the House is. I wish the, I wish the Republicans were this aggressive and this savvy, because when we got the mantle, we had all kinds of things we could have dug into to find out more and more about Ukraine. But it was the Democrats that kept on outflanking and outmaneuvering our rhino, rhino leadership. That's why we need to get rid of McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniels, the McRhinos. But those indictments, those four indictments, we're talking about four indictments here. Um, obstruction of justice and and lying... Uh, to the people and whatever. You know, I read them off yesterday. They're all baloney and nonsense and we know it. And they don't have a case. And if they do bring a case, there's going to be a lot of discovery and that's going to hurt them like you've never seen hurt before. So what's the upside? The upside for the state for the government, for the corrupt government that we're paying taxes to, that we really shouldn't be paying taxes to at this point. Because it's just going to Zelensky. It's just going to a bunch of politicians' pockets through money laundering and FTX and Sam Bankman Freed. And it's going to all this crap, the military-industrial complex. It's going to all these illegal immigrants that are flooding our border. It's going to all these things. It's not going to your roads. It's not going to your schools. It's not going to your health. Please. It's not going to lower inflation. It's not going to help you make a better life. We have representation without tax. We have taxation without representation. We have taxation without representation. And that's what the globalist movement is all about. It's about not being held accountable. They, they want to control you. They don't want to just lead, they, they want to control. And they want to do it without getting elected. So they rig the elections. Katie Hobbs doesn't, she filed a, a complaint saying she doesn't want to testify. And she's going to have to testify. That's going to be, that's going to be lights out, man, when that, when that trial happens in Arizona. They got the trial, though. But these four indictments of Trump, the J6 indictments. Oh, Trump was so bad. Never mind the Hunter Biden laptop and all the crimes of the Biden crime family. That joke of a family. That's scum? No, it's Trump. They got four indictments. He may have told a mistruth. He incited violence by saying, march peacefully, protest peacefully, and then go home peacefully. It's time to go home now. Please, there was not even one gun at this insurrection. The insurrection, we're finding out, more and more, was the result of the dirty work from the FBI infiltrating. It was an infiltration. And I've never, ever deviated from that. On the morning of J6, we had a friend from Philadelphia come in and was sitting in our studio watching us do the show. And Leonor and I were on. And that person stayed overnight at our home. And that person went to the J6 and asked me to go. And I said, no, I'm not going to go. We're right here in D.C. I said, I'm not going to go. That's a bunch of BS. I knew it. I knew it was trouble. And she went off and she went and she called later in the day crying. And she lost uh, her friends. Um, She was trying to find her friends. And she was, she was trying to find her friends that were there from Philadelphia as well. And she was trying to get a ride home. This is a person with a doctorate in her 60s. And she didn't know any of this insurrection stuff. Leonora was also working in D.C. at the time. And uh, during that day... And she went and to Starbucks and there was people just there that, that were just behaving normally. Like, no one knew anything about anything that was going on. Except for the fact that you no know, one knew that Ray, who Ray Epps was at the time. If you want to find out what the FBI was really doing, you got to interview Ray Epps. It was an infiltration. I knew it from the very beginning. There was never, ever... You know, and you get these little critters, like these little weirdos like Ali Alexander or, you know, his buddy Carl Rove and, and a whole bunch of other people that would just play around and go on uh, streaming uh, YouTube or whatever and pick fights with Ali Alexander. What a joke. Uh, and they were all connected with Patrick Byrne and, and General Flynn and all these different people. All of that was a joke. And they tried to claim uh, responsibility for it and give themselves some sort of a name. It was a bunch of BS. Everybody was sort of parlaying on the exploit and exploitation and exploiting uh, the Donald Trump phenomena at the last rung rather than trying to save our country. I had always said back then that the fight we needed to fight was at the state capitals of the four states that were in question, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, of course, and Georgia. Those are four key states, possibly Michigan, maybe Nevada. Uh, also considering Virginia, and New Mexico. I mean, you can go on and on with it. That's not, the, that's not germane to this conversation, but, We could have gone on and we could have gone to the state capitals and had them investigate and look into and decertify their certifications based on the evidence that Giuliani presented to them and Jenna Ellis presented to them. But these four indictments that came down, that was an infiltration from the FBI that we now know is corrupt as a crime family ever was. And they should never be trusted. You should never cooperate with the FBI or the CIA, ever. And you shouldn't even pay your taxes to the corrupt IRS. We know that the IRS targets conservatives. We know it from Lois Lerner, who never served a day in jail for the crimes she committed. And we have two standards of justice. And like I say, the reason why they are actually doing this and the only reason why they would ever try to open up a criminal investigation against Trump is to prevent Jim Jordan, to prevent Jim Jordan from getting his hands on the J6 documents. Huh. There it is. How do you like me now? That's exactly what's going on. This whole charade is about if they lose the House, they're going to go ahead and recommend criminal charges against Donald Trump, which were ridiculous and nonsensical. But if they actually do that, then they can say, you can't, we can't release these documents to the public because they're under criminal investigation. And they're part of a trial, and that we, you know, we can't jeopardize the state's case against Donald Trump. That's what the play is, folks. And the reason why they went into Mar-a-Lago is they knew that Mar-a-Lago had Crossfire Hurricane documents. They were the nexus of the Russian hoax, and the Russian hoax was designed to cover up. Uh, to make it, to make it uh, inaccessible to investigate Ukraine. <clears throat> this all goes back to Ukraine, by the way. Remember when Biden talked to Poroshenko and said, "Trump's not sophisticated enough just yet, but if you request aid from the America, from America, and they get, grant you aid." They're going to do their due diligence and look into the financials. And we don't want Trump to do that. So do not request that money just yet because that'll put your life in jeopardy. He said that on that tape, that your life and your political future will be in jeopardy if you do that. He said, see, Trump's not sophisticated enough. He wasn't putting Trump down. He was basically using that as a word to say, Trump hasn't been brought up to speed on this yet. But if you start requesting funds, then his team is going to look into it. And we don't want his team looking into it. Right now, it's just sitting there in a file. No harm, no foul. So we don't want him looking into it. And that was uh, part of it. Of course, there's the other part where he withheld a billion dollars to, to fire Victor, Victor Shogun. And once he fired Victor Shogun, who was looking into Burisma, and Burisma, uh, who sat on the board of Burisma, was Hunter Biden, of course, and uh, Kofor Black, Mitt Romney's boy. Kofor Black was a CIA guy. And Kofor Black and Mitt Romney were making billions of dollars in gun running and weapons distributions, in Afghanistan in the early millennial. And they were also, Kofer Black was also Mitt Romney's advisor, foreign policy advisor, and also was on the board of Burisma and also was involved in gun running in Ukraine. And again, it was sort of illegal, it was sort of legal because it was the patriotic thing to do. If you're, john mccain and your lindsey graham the average person doesn't understand that they're doing a service to the country that's what they would that's how they looked at it they looked at it as oh well you know we're providing ukraine the things they need that the united states can't provide because it would upset russia and it would pit america against a russia did i say america because Stanford said I can't say America anymore because that's insulting or defla- de- inflammatory that's what it, that's what Stanford said but I'm going to say it anyway America so they were basically saying America and um America and uh um Russia shouldn't be pitted to, uh, you know if we provide weapons to Ukraine, that's going to basically saying you're pointing weapons directly at Russia and Russia would have be upset about that. So if you say, we're just going to give you pillow- pillows and blankets, like Obama did, people were like, why pillows and blankets? Why not javelin missiles, you know, to blow up tanks and stuff like that? Why not that? Well, that's why. And, uh, you know, you'd have to be in the know and And they're doing their patriotic duty, but it also opened up an opportunity. Because the need was still there for javelin missiles and all kinds of expensive weapons. And let's face it, these weapons, you send a Tomahawk missile up out of a ship, that's a million-dollar weapon. Each one of them. Boom, boom, boom. Million, 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 million. It's boom, boom, boom. It's millions going up in the air, going up in smoke. And somebody is, you know, a million dollars changes a person's life. If I give you a million dollars, that's a lot of money. Right? That's a, that's a missile that just explodes in the air. Boom. Like a firecracker. And, and so the point is, is that somebody's making a lot of money off these military industrial complex contracts. Raytheon, Lockheed Martin. There's a whole bunch of companies I don't even know. But you see these people sitting on a board. You got all these people sitting on the board hanging around. I mean, I can't tell you. I go to these events and I see someone like Douglas McGregor sitting there with a, a Rockefeller, you know, millionaire. and uh, And they're all just drinking the champagne and I meet these people. I know these people. And uh, it's just sad to see how the whole system works. But we were learning and we are learning thanks to Donald Trump, but they got Trump in two different places. Now they got the crossfire hurricane investigation going with the special counsel to freeze up the documents related to crossfire hurricane, Russian hoax, and Ukraine. And now the J-6 thing is going to be exposed. They're now referring these four criminal indictments to the DOJ. And the DOJ is stuck between a rock and a hard place trying to figure out if we go and indict, we can lock up and seal up all the documents so that Jim Jordan's committees, you know, in the House, once the House takes over, can't look into the documents that we don't want the public to see because we know this whole thing was a ruse. At some point, though, after knowing what all that we know about the FBI and the CIA, I mean, after all, we did—we now know that the CIA murdered JFK. We know that. They're killers. They killed JFK. You go on um, social media right now and you'll see all kinds of reports. Go on Twitter and just search CIA killed JFK. Just Google it. Well, maybe not Google because Google's censored and biased and not reliable. But go on Twitter and just search CIA killed JFK. You'll find it. Trust me, you'll find all kinds of stuff, and it's legit because the documents that were that were re- recently released exposed this in so many different ways. We played clips for you already from Frank Sturgis, and uh, we know that Oswald was an asset. And what are the odds of him working at the Book Depository? You know, come on, yeah, you know. and he was being watched. No way should that have been allowed, oh, we got uh, Lee Harvey Oswald sitting on the working at the book depository uh and we're gonna go ahead and take the rooftop off of that car and we're gonna do a slow turn down Elm street yeah, that's like one o one b s you know, come on, how stupid do you have to be to believe that 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 wasn't a hit job by by the c i a It's clear so. At this point, they're criminal they're criminal, right? They're, they're, they're just criminals. I mean, they did the uh, they covered up the Jesse, Jesse Smollett hoax uh, trying to, to, to make half the country racist because it, it it served their purpose. And think about these corporations too. At some point, you know, it used to be the corporations cared about what the customers thought about them. And now all they care about is what BlackRock thinks of them or what Vanguard thinks of them. And BlackRock and Vanguard are starting to feel the pain because states like Louisiana and Florida and some other states are pooling, divesting, they call it, uh, money from their coffers to the tune of billions of dollars. And they're saying, whoa, wait a second. Maybe this whole woke thing is started to backfire in our face. Maybe Klaus Schwab's promises are not going to come to fruition. You know, Klaus Schwab promised them utopia and what they're going to end up with is something different. And they're starting to break out their calculators and realize maybe we ought to go back to the old-fashioned way of doing business and that is to appeal to the customers. I guarantee you a couple of things will be true. If they just decide, you know what, Black Lives Matter sucks, and the rainbow flag BS is not working out for us so well. We, we really ought to endorse and promote family values, Christianity, and get back to the basics of life. Doing the right thing by their neighbor. Because this crime is getting out of control. This nonsense is getting out of control. They've built a Frankenstein Uh, through an experiment and the Frankenstein is now threatening to kill them you know just look at Nancy Pelosi's house right they got this crazy woke guy and he's breaking into the house and there was a couple of other examples of that too where you know some of these people who were promoting defunding the police and all this are being victimized themselves. They're getting carjacked or their their house is getting robbed. I mean, look at, uh, wasn't it uh, the story just the other day um, of uh, uh, Robert De Niro? Uh, His house got broken into by a career uh, criminal. This person that just does nothing but break into people's houses and steal from them. At some point, these people are going to have to wake up how much truth do you need to hit them over the head with before they actually say dung? Have they been MK ultered? I think they have, actually. It's the only way I can explain it. But here's the uh story from Miranda uh, Divine uh about um I'm hoping this plays because I I'm not sure that it's gonna play well. This is a different player that I'm trying out uh not by choice. It's just it just happens to be this is where this audio comes from. But she's talking about the three point four million dollars uh, that they paid. The FBI paid Twitter, and you know, like we listened to Cash Patel the other day about the extortion from uh, one of the uh, Department of Justice people threatening to subpoena uh, Devin Nunes. and. You know, we were talking about that, and and you know, the idea was that they already had this stuff preordained. You know, this is already preplanned. Um, they've just gotten to be out of control. This FBI and the CIA and the IRS and the Department of Education—they've all sold out to unions and globalists, and it's all liberal. And this is what you get. This is what you get with social socialist tyranny. And it's sad, but it's true. And we need to consider stop paying our taxes somehow and figure out a way to fight back by, you know, Congress has the ability uh, that controls the power of the purse. Well, the people are the purse. The people are the money. And we are in control. And they need to start answering to us. At some point, the FBI needs to not be allowed to hide behind uh, classifications. It's classified. I can't talk about it. It's under investigation. I can't talk about it. There's got to be a moment in time where you say you will talk about it because you're the, vic- you're the villain, not the victim. You're the, not the enforcer, but you're the actual person we're investigating at this point. So Christopher Ray, tell me everything or you're going to jail. Your life depends on it. Frankly, we should hang him. But, you know, the thing is, I'm actually opposed to capital punishment, believe it or not. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that they no longer get that card. They should, we should remove their get out of jail free card. And we should make them accountable to the people that they serve, the people that pay their salaries. We need to get this right. We need to put it right side up and not flipped up on its head anymore. They cannot no longer go to Congress and say, well, this is under investigation. This is in litigation because it's all politics. It's all made up. They're doing this stuff against Trump to seal the documents. That should not be allowed any longer. There should be an exemption to this rule. And if there was, we would get to the bottom of all of these things in real quick time. The kind of thing that's happening with Twitter files right now revealing really quick is the kind of thing that we need to clean house in our government. You know, this whole reveal, just like boom. Just like, wow, I didn't know that crap was going on, right? (laughs) I almost said the S word. Let's take a listen. Let's see. I'm hoping this works. But uh, if it doesn't, this is the least important clip we're going to play today.
1: Please do, Claudia. I hope everyone's all right. Thank you. So five minutes past the hour now, and we have our seventh installment of the Twitter files now revealing how the FBI worked to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story. Today's New York Post cover, calling the tech giant a, quote, bird in the hand. Miranda Devine is the columnist for the Post. Fox News contributor. Miranda, good morning to you, and thank you for your time. I just want to remind, folks, the FBI had the laptop for about a year. Uh, They knew that it was real, and you say the FBI was grooming twitter employees to recognize your laptop story how so that's right bill and dana it was pretty clear that there was really a psychological operation uh, being conducted against twitter executives by the fbi so that when our story came up in october of 2020 that they would recognize it immediately as a russian hack and leak operation because they'd been warned Uh, for weeks by FBI exactly what to look for. In fact, to look for uh, this operation in October and that it would involve Hunter Biden. Uh, and remember that the FBI was paying Twitter uh, $3.4 million they gave them to help censor Americans, and particularly our story three weeks before the election. Congressman Ted Lieu tweeted this. Uh, he said, I read this breathless Twitter file supplemental from Matt Taibbi, so you don't have to. And here's the summary. Yeah. And uh, Ted At the American uh, Cornerstone Institute...
2: Well. Sorry about that. See, I this player, I, I I didn't want to really use it, but it was the only thing I could use to to hear that number three point four million. The the takeaway to that, and I, I would I wish I edited that better, but because uh, um, the the real takeaway is that three point four million dollars the FBI gave Twitter to censor Americans during an election, and it was to do with that Hunter Biden laptop. They wanted the Bidens in control. Why? Why do they want the Bidens in control? You know, you you just don't know. Um, Did you hear the story uh, that Zelensky is coming to Washington? It's not Mr. Smith goes to Washington anymore. It's uh, Zelensky goes to Washington begging for more money. That little criminal, that little Nazi, uh, Zelensky. He's a little Nazi and the socialists love him. Because he is a Nazi. And uh, this whole Ukraine laundering scheme is all about uh, getting globalist politicians reelected, And we saw signs of that. We saw clear evidence of that through FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. We did. I mean, that's just a fact. That's a fact. The donations going to Ukraine, wound up in the Ukrainian National Bank that was partnered with FTX for the crypto donations that ended up in Sam Brankman-Fried's pocket, and he donated that money to liberals that supported globalism and open borders and inflation and climate uh, initiatives and COVID lockdowns. Please spare me. You know, it's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. It sounds ridiculous, but it is what we're living through right now. Here's a guy who never got elected. He got appointed as prime minister of UK, the United Kingdom, England. Rishi Sunak. Listen to this nonsense.
0: We must be clear that any unilateral call for a ceasefire by Russia is completely meaningless in the current context. Uh, I think it would be a false call. It would be used by Russia to regroup, to reinforce uh, their troops. And until they have withdrawn from conquered territory, there can and should be no real negotiation. We must be clear that any unilateral call for a ceasefire by Russia is completely meaningless in the current context. Uh, I think it would be a false call.
2: So basically, you know, um, the, the war is sort of wrapping up according to Russia. Russia sort of wants to put an end to this. They're happy with what they've gotten uh, so far, and they just want to close up shop. And so now the West, the globalists, are basically saying, no, we got we cannot cede any land, and uh, we're going to continue this war for as long as it takes, and they're going to use this war as a foil to funnel money to Democrat politicians and to their cronies in the military-industrial complex. And they're going to ask for more billions. It's been like $100 billion, Think about what that money could have done to the veterans of our country in terms of building them houses and thanking them for their service. Please. The people that have been through hell, we should respect and we should not be giving this money to Ukraine. It just makes me so angry. Here is... uh, uh, (laughs) Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. She said that January 6th was the worst attack since the Civil War. (laughs) Uh, We've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. (sighs) I don't have any words to explain that. That just goes without words. It speaks for itself, right? <laughs> All right. So there's some interesting wrangling going on inside the Republican party. And some things were happening out at, uh, turning points, big event, uh, recent, recent big event. And, um, so, it's funny, it's it's it, well it's not funny. It's interesting that Marjorie Taylor Greene is throwing Lauren Bobart under the bus and attacking Lauren Bobart. Bobart and uh put out some nasty tweets uh related to Lauren Bobart. Now, I like so many things about Marjorie Taylor Greene. So many. I've played so many of her clips. I think she's a true patriot. She talks a lot of stuff, though, that doesn't never really happen. Like she wants to audit all the money going to Ukraine. Of course, that's never going to happen. I don't know why it won't happen. It should happen. And she's right for bringing it up. And I like that about her. But when she endorses J.D. Vance, who was a never-Trumper, I kind of say, I I get your point there, you know, because J.D. Vance was the only guy that could beat Tim Ryan to save the Portman seat that was retired. So I get it. You know, the Senate seat in Ohio, uh, the only guy that was going to beat Tim Ryan was probably J.D. Vance. He was the money train. I get that. But, you know, still, to support J.D. Vance like she did, and she also supported uh Laura Loomer and Loomer. Um, a lot of people love Loomer, but uh if you look into her background and look at just do a little research on that, you, you won't like her so much. Um in any case and then she supports Kevin McCarthy. You know, the McRhino. And I I know that The reason why she's doing it is because she's been promised a leadership position and she's been exiled from the House, uh, sitting on any committee. And believe me, I want Marjorie Taylor Greene on committees. I want her to ask these questions. I love her leadership in a lot of ways. But why in the world is she supporting McCarthy? McCarthy. She's a huge asset for McCarthy's reelection to be leader of the House and Speaker of the House. I don't trust Kevin McCarthy as far as I could throw him. Now, I like McConnell even worse. We have a McConnell clip here, unfortunately, today as well. But, um, yeah, I'm just so fed up. And I want Harmeet Dillon to, to, to take over the RNC. And I want Ronald McDaniel to go. Ronald McDaniel is a loser that should never be the leader of the RNC again. She failed miserably because she didn't embrace MAGA. Neither has McConnell and truly, reluctantly, neither has McCarthy. And we need more America First policies and MAGA candidates, not less. The argument is that the MAGA candidates underperformed and that they were bad candidates. No, that's flat out wrong. It was that the leadership in Congress, the McRhinos, never, ever, ever endorsed these people. And, you know, uh, Kellyanne Conway was photographed coming out of a fancy Upper East Side restaurant in New York with Andrew Como. And my gut reaction to that was Seb Gorka um came out with that and said if you all, if you knew the half of it you would not like Kellyanne Conway too much. And she is married to George Conway and George Conway is a piece of dirt and uh scum and you know so what can you say you know you got to you you, you got to pay attention to those things. You know why would you marry a guy like that, George Conway? a real dirtbag. And, you know, the thing is, is that part of it is my first reaction was Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, well, she's in the business of doing PR for can- candidates, right? So it, she doesn't matter. Just like a lawyer is going to represent, you know, the client. No matter what who they are, right, so she's in the business of p r and campaign uh messaging and things like that. She works for Democrats and Republicans. I have no problem with that. Maybe she was sitting down trying to uh with Andrew coma trying to revive his image. you know maybe that was it, but the way Seb Gorka said it, yeah, and he knows her. Uh, It's kind of interesting, you know, so I don't know. I've always been a big fan of Kellyanne Conway. And then I saw that and, uh, you know, so it doesn't bring me great joy to present that to you. But I present these things to you because I think that the truth just needs to be there, right? For better or for worse. And, you know, some of these things don't make me thrilled to hear them. And that, brings me to what I'm about to play for you right now, which is Lauren Bobart and Matt Gates talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Someone who we all respect, Marjorie Taylor Greene, says Kevin McCarthy is going to be a great speaker. I, I guess you'll
1: have to ask Marjorie about that. I'm, I'm a fan of
2: hers. Okay, so, so that was also uh, Charlie Kirk uh, talking, um, just to give you an idea. Uh, let's listen to it again. Someone who we all respect, Marjorie Taylor Greene, says Kevin McCarthy is going to be a great
1: speaker. I guess you'll have to ask Marjorie about that. I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I'm an admirer, but it's not something we see the same. Lauren? Uh, well, you know, I, I've been um, aligned with Marjorie and accused of believing a lot of the things that she believes in. I don't believe in this, just like um, I don't believe in Russian space so, lasers. Are, are, are you a hard no? Space lasers no, okay. and all of this. No, I, I'm just saying we, we need to actually have an inside conversation okay. and, and, and make sure that these promises are there. Someone.
2: So I had a conversation with Matt Gates. I've met him in Naples, Florida, and I also met him uh, a month ago. I uh, ran into him at an event and um, I told him, uh, shook his hand and talked with him a little bit and said, you know, I uh, respect what you did standing up against McCarthy because it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, in the house, um, to, to stand up against the authorities. And I said, I, I commend you for that. And I thanked him for that. Um, and it was interesting to see, to see what was going on there. But, um, yeah, uh, he, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough thing for, uh, Matt Gates to, to do that. So that is no little thing than what we just heard. Uh, Greg Price writes this. He says, you know, you know how we've all been really angry at the FBI lately for rigging elections, censoring conservatives, and raiding the homes of innocent people and stuff like that? Well, the Omnibus, will, the, the big spending bill, will gift them with a brand new headquarters in either Virginia or Maryland. And they're proposed to spend uh, huge sums of money. I don't know the exact dollar amount. uh, To give the FBI cushy new quarters. I say we actually tear them up and throw them out and spit in their face is what I think we should do to the FBI. So this other person writes, wait, what? Secretary Hobbs is afraid to take the stand? Gee, why? (laughs) So there is a... uh, Uh, an affidavit here or where the uh, defendant is basically saying defendant Katie Hobbs in her official capacity as Arizona's secretary of state respectfully requests that the court reconsider the December 19th, 2022 order denying her motion to quash subpoena for appearance on uh, at hearing. So she doesn't want to testify. Of course, she sat in her basement the whole campaign, didn't feel like she needed to campaign at all because the election was rigged and she was going to sign off on it because she was secretary of state. Now she's governor. So go figure, right? Right. Um, Let's take a listen to this. Because of Biden's no processing policy, the government lost track of at least 150,000 illegal immigrants in the summer of 2021. Those are the ones we know about, the ones that we try to vet. There are a million other called gotaways. We don't know where they are. All right, let's take a listen.
1: Despite what we're seeing on the ground, the Biden administration, though, is insisting that the border is not open free to cross
2: into. It claims anyone who says anything different is doing the work of smugglers.
1: As illegal immigrants fan out all over the nation, don't be so sure anyone is keeping track of them.
0: Operation Horizon, the background
1: on this, you know, over the summer, uh, we had well over 150,000 folks come in. Uh, They were issued a piece of paper that said, go find
0: somebody in ICE. That was pretty much it, so there was no processing. Those are the ones we know about,
2: the ones that we try to vet, the ones that at least have come through that we can at least attach some name that they choose to give us to. There are a million others called Godaways. We don't know where they are. It's Just- sad, right? Uh, and everybody agrees it's intentional. Here's an interesting clip I want to share with you. August 17th, 1975, U.S. Senator Frank Church appeared on NBC's Meet the Press and issued a warning about a technology perfected by the intelligence community, which could be used by the U.S. government against its own citizens that would potentially create total tyranny. (laughs) We're living through it right now, folks.
0: But let me tell you this. In the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing the United States government has perfected a technological capability that enables us to monitor the messages that go through the air Uh, these messages uh, are between ships at sea they could be between units uh, military units in the field We have a very extensive capability of intercepting messages, wherever they may be in the airwaves. Now, that is necessary and important to the United States as we look abroad at enemies or potential enemies. We must know. At the same time, that capability at any time could be turned around on the American people and no american would have any privacy left such as the capability to monitor everything telephone conversations telegrams it doesn't matter there would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny if a dictator ever took charge in this country the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back. Because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Now, why is this investigation important? I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. There, that's the abyss from which there is no return.
2: Wow. Well, <laughs> welcome to 1984, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, something. Um, Former CDC director finally throws Fauci into the Potomac. Alleges COVID came from Wuhan lab that Fauci funded. uh, Robert Redfield, the former CDC director, who famously said, the mask is the single most effective thing that you could do. and All these different things. He's a liberal. And yet here he is. It's pretty amazing. Let's take a listen to what he had to
1: say. I, I stand with my hypothesis that the nature of this virus is not consistent with uh, spillover evolution, that this virus clearly had to be adapted for human-to-human transmission. And I do believe that that occurred in the laboratory and ultimately, I think the evidence points to the Wuhan La Institute of Virology as the primary source of this virus. And I, I-
2: That's as clear as a bell. That is a very legit guy. Now, I wanted to listen to Rand Paul about the omnibus. Okay, the the one point seven trillion dollar, four thousand plus pages, the Pelosi Schumer. Omnibus that's going to finance all kinds of things, including the Department of Justice uh, to lo- investigate J6 more and some other things. It's unbelievable. Let's take a listen to Rand Paul.
1: Uh, I brought with me the Omni 4,155 pages. When was it produced in the dead of the night? One in the morning when it was released. now, People argue that it's conservatives' fault. You don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost ten months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now, let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this, you can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no.
2: Thank you. And uh, I promised you uh, we would listen to uh, Mitch McConnell. I hate to end the show with this one, but let's take a listen. It says here, imagine watching this and still thinking we lost the Senate because of Trump.
1: (laughs) Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China. Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country.
2: How out of touch could that guy possibly be? How in the world is that guy the leader of the Senate? How? How? I have no idea. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Unbelievable. But, um... I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to check out megapack.org I love that people are going over there and making donations. It helps us out greatly. Go to megapack.org Make a donation if you can. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: Just to bury my kids right up to their name.